You're tuned into Toby Talks, episode 18, The Resilient Nurse. Now I'm going to take y'all back real quick, back to the college dropout from Kanye West days. And there was a song on there that like hit my soul when I used to listen to it in college, and that was Family Business. And in that song, there was a certain quote that kind of stuck by me for the rest of my life, really. And it says, all that glitters is not gold. All gold is not reality. Real is what you live to be. And let me tell you something. When I was in college, I was so caught up in social media. I used to follow everyone who was graduating as a nurse, people who were just starting as a new nurse on, the, on a nursing unit. And I used to always think like, man, why couldn't my journey be like them? Why couldn't I have everything kind of lined up for me? Why do I have to repeat? Why do I have to retake a test? Why can't my life just be picture perfect like this? Bebe, let me tell you something. That was not reality. The thing was, I didn't see the story behind the pictures that were posted on social media. I didn't know the kind of journeys people went through. I just assumed, you know, you, you finally made it to your goal. You got this picture on. I'm going to like it. And you live in your best life. But that's wrong. And that's what we really got to be careful about. We really got to be careful not to, you know, look at the outward and just think someone's made it without even knowing their story. I had the opportunity of interviewing Nurse Mo, where she is literally the resilient nurse. She is so transparent on her struggles of what it was like to go through her field as a nurse and where she is now. And when I mean this woman is on fire, I will be mad at you if you are missing one of her events in your local town because she is hitting the nation, inspiring and encouraging so many nurses out there to be resilient in their career. And you know what? I'm already talking too much. So let me go ahead and hop into this bomb conversation. But uh, let me go ahead and hop into this. I really want to know, like, what inspired you to go into nursing? Like, how did your journey start? And like, what are you currently doing now? So when I was a kid, I always wanted to do something where like I was the center of attention, right? Like mm -hmm. I wanted to act, I wanted to model, I wanted to do something where I was just like, I wanted to be a movie star. Like that's what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, life happens and I decided to choose something really realistic. I'll be frank with you. I'm from the hood and um, I wanted a very, I wanted a very attainable way out. So mm. I had one chance to go to college and one chance only. And that was it. So I was taking out student loans. My parents were working multiple jobs to, you know, make sure that they could help me out with this, make sure they could move me in my dorm. And um, it wasn't like, oh, you go to college and you get to experience, you know, whatever you want. And this is an experience for you. Mm. This was more of like, okay, you get one shot and we not paying for you to go and kick it, you know, at, <laughs> at a school. So um, for me, I chose nursing mainly because it was attainable and it would keep me gainfully employed for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, I was always really interested in science. My dad is actually a chemist. Um, he was diagnosed with diabetes when I was five. Um, my mom is actually extremely healthy when it comes to like dietary things. Um, we've been on the gluten-free, uh, skim milk, all that before that was even like a thing. Every time I gain weight, she's like, stop eating bread, right, pop, rice, rice, pasta, and gluten. And I'm like, mom, wow. like, that's crazy. But she's, she's very health conscious, very aware. Um, 
my dad is also very health con well not not the best health conscious but he's very uh, smart as far as it goes everything goes with um the science field so mm-hmm. i chose nursing practically because it was a job that would keep me gainfully employed for the rest of my life and that's something you'll hear me say over and over again um because i wanted to not move back to philadelphia i wanted to not live in my mom's basement i wanted well that wasn't an option uh, so <laughs> i wanted to get out of the house it wasn't. I mean, she was like, okay, you get one shot to uh-huh, leave the house. Ahead, like, you've been here for 18 years mm-hmm. and it's time for well, 17 and it's time for you to go. So I decided to go to Hampton University at the time when I was applying to nursing school, you just applied to a major in nursing and you got into nursing school and that was the end of it. It wasn't a tease test. It wasn't all this stuff. So I chose nursing. When I got in my first orientation, I listened to all these people talk about all these heartfelt reasons about how their grandmother was in the hospital and how they felt so inspired and it was their calling to be a nurse and I literally could not relate. And I stood up and said, I chose nursing because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, Mm. but I wanted to get a job. And so, I mean, it got me a little evil eyed stares, but later on in life, like it wasn't until my second job as an RN that I realized that nursing was something I really, really loved to do. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I felt like it was, it was the stepping stone actually for something bigger for me. And I, when I entered the ICU, I felt really smart. Like I know mm. that sounds crazy, but in, like once I figured out how to, after getting over feeling really stupid and not feel, feeling like all these lines, drips, drains, airways, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Once I got the hang of it, I felt like I'm a rock star and this is really cool. I'm saving someone's life. I'm really a valuable asset to the community and I'm really helping and healing other people. Um, So later on in life, I felt like it was my calling, but from the ages of 18 to about 25, when I was pursuing nurses, nursing, I felt like it was just a job for me to Mm. be really honest with you. And I think people are so not really open about that. So many people say that they choose nursing because it's their calling and I get it. But for me, it was just, it was, it was a sense of structure, attainability, and, you know, something that was very reachable for me and realistic. So I chose nursing for that. But what kept me in nursing was that I later on felt very valuable in the profession. And I felt like I was doing something that was really helpful to the world, you know? Girl, I love that. I really love your transparency on the being authentic about why you went in. And you're absolutely right. Because uh, trust me, before I got to nursing, my parents wanted me to do uh, pharmacy. And then I thought I wanted to be an OBGYN doctor. And then I thought this and then I thought that. And I had so many different passions that nursing, nursing was almost, for me, was like a uh, backup plan. Like, okay, if I don't get into these areas, let me do nursing. But then I realized after doing some like rotations and, you know, seeing what nurses really do, I actually thought that's the one thing I probably am good at. You know, I didn't think I was good at anything else. So I like how you looked at it from a longevity aspect. Like I want something that would keep me, you know, keep money in my pockets. Like, let's be honest. We need a job that's not going to turn around and then bam, we we get fired or we quit and we can't find another way to um, get another job. So I really like that. So how long was it that, because um, you now say that it, it inspired you. And um, I want to talk about that because when I went into nursing too, I thought, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. Da, 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 da. By my second year, I was done. I was literally online uh-huh. looking to change my major. I was like, you know what? Let me go into business. Let me go into communication. I talk, I act, I do all this stuff. Let me go do something else. So it took me a while before I found my niche. So I hear you talking about you found your inspiration in nursing. What 
what at what point did that set off for you or what triggered that and what was your inspiration? So it was kind of weird. I kind of fell into it. And I always tell my viewers, my listeners, my followers, my supporters, you know, my girl tribe out there. I Mm. always tell them that if you don't know what your calling is, it will find you. Yeah. It'll find you. It'll track you down and wake you up in the middle of the night. So for me, I started travel nursing in 2014. And when I started travel nursing, um, I had a little buzz on social media because I was a girl living in Atlanta who was going out all the time and having a good time. And I looked cute. And I said to myself, like, I'm, it was a time where I just felt like social media was on the rise. It was just starting, but mm-hmm. there was no representation of black women or mm. women in, as nurses. Mm-hmm. I mean, we either have nurse Jackie, who's, you know, fucking the pharmacist, um, <laughs> to be frank. Um, I used to watch that show. I know. I mean, and then, you know, like even, I mean, even modern art portrays nurses as these bimbos or we are super, super just uh, matronly and like homely. Yeah. It's either one or the other. We're slutty yeah. or we're homely and we have no other life. So for me, I just wanted to show women that you could have an attainable career, party, do your seven to seven and still have a good, like have a good time, have a balanced life. I also noticed when I was trolling the internet looking for an invite, advice on how to pack, what like how to advance my career as a travel nurse, how to advance my career as an RN, and and to be specific, a black registered nurse because that's mm, different, yes, different. There was no one who looked like me. There was no one who had openly failed their NCLEX like me more than mm. once. Um, there was no one who I felt was relatable to us brown girls who wasn't in a thong on the internet. I'm just mm. going to be honest. So wow. um, I wanted to create that attainable, you know, goals for my little sister to um, my little sisters to look on the internet and um, because I mean, it's everywhere. People are mm-hmm. using their, like, their, their phones more than they're reading books and I'm guilty of it. People are, I'm in my phone more than I turn on my TV. So we don't really have, we don't really have the, the, we don't really have what I had growing up and maybe, I don't know how you older you are, but when I was growing up, I had the Claire Huxtables and, you know, I had the Aunt Viv. Girl, and I what, had, you, you, what know, you mean? We the same age. Girl trying to put me out there like I'm old. Girl, we the same age. I had Claire as well. <laughs> I was saying maybe you were younger, but I'm, I'm saying that, you know, we didn't, like I noticed a big shift in yeah. media of what was being what us brown girls were being represented as. Absolutely. And I was just like, why aren't us people in healthcare? Like we literally are really smart and we can be hot too. Like we can look good, we can we can feel good, we can have a really cool life. So I decided to just blog about my experience. Um and I, I first, you know, whenever you change your digital influence, it went from like, I'm going out every night and I'm partying at all these clubs and I'm having a good time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm throwing in nursing information here and there and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And people really took to it well because, um, it was something different. It Mm. was something really fresh that people hadn't done. So now it's like a thing. And, um, Initially, I remember back in 2014, I got with this management company that I'm no longer working with anymore. Um, but I, I, I jumped the gun and made decisions way too quickly. But I got with a management company mm-hmm. and I told them, you know, I am going to be an actual nurse who models in nursing magazines and publications. I'm going to be in catalogs. Like I'm going to partner with brands that I'm going to become like a nursing connoisseur of like popular culture. Mm -hmm. And they were like, that's not a thing. 
And I was like, it's going to be a thing. Like I'm telling you, it's going to be a thing. And I just, you know, kept pushing to make it a thing. And um, now four years later, uh, I run a very profitable business um, as a digital influencer. I have my own line of merchandise. I partner with some of the largest brands in the country for medical wellness, health and fitness and beauty. And um, I work at the bedside now one day a week by choice. But Mm -hmm. for me, yeah, for me, it was, I had to really allow people to keep telling me this is not a thing. This is not a thing. And just making it a thing because I just saw that there needed to be a voice for an area that there was no voice. There was no voice for black women in medical. So, and it was like, okay, I'm not a doctor. So, you know, do I have to keep advancing with my, you know, my education? And it was like, but I don't want to do that. Like the average woman is, you know, trying to just get out of RN, get, become an LPN or LVN. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think by just providing transparency, um, being honest about my failures, my upsets, heartbreaks, and, um, you know, just going on the internet sometimes with my head wrap and my skin not cute. And it made women really relate to me. Um, and it ended up opening up a very big platform for myself and my brand. But I found that my calling from nursing is women. Like I love speaking to women, inspiring women, motivating women, and having them to not sound cliche, but to tap in to live their very best lives and become their very best selves. Um, And I find that nurses, we are the biggest people who, we're the biggest audience that neglects ourselves. Um, The other day I was sitting sitting at the nurse's station with a nurse and I noticed lots of pieces of her hair were missing. And Mm. I was just like, what's going on with you, girl? She was like, I'm losing my hair. I'll probably go see what's going on. And this is a woman that's like, in her early thirties. And I'm like, mm. she's like, well, I haven't been sleeping. I'm not stressed. And I'm like, can you do a couple things a day just to like provide self-care for yourself? And, um, she was just like, I mean, I'll try in October, but mm. we're literally people who our job is to fill other people up and to provide yes. for other people. And we don't often do that for ourselves. So my brand has kind of, my, my vision has kind of shifted just from nurses to all women who are in need of help and, you know, need of that guidance to tap into their purpose and really begin living their best lives. And that starts with you, with feeling good about you and taking care of you. Girl, I, whew, if I had a wig on, I would snatch it off right now because <laughs> you want the I'm, collection play, girl? You want the collection play? Yes. Because everything you were saying was just giving me life because it's so true. And I love how you, um, I want to table back a little bit. I love how you address that, you know, this is something that um, I fell into, you know, when you have a calling, it will find you. And, and it's so funny because literally you traveled in 2014. I traveled in 2015 and it was right Mm -hmm. after my second um, travel assignment is when I fell into my role of quality and process improvement. And I was like, what, this is, this is, this is a thing like nurses do this. Like, you know, it, it was just like from there, it just, dawned on me that as nurses, we don't have a platform or a career guide of like all these other opportunities you can do. It's either you're at the bedside and you're burnt out or you, you thought nursing was what it was when you were in school and it wasn't. And there is just, I don't know. I just was blown away by your, your experience of how you kind of just fell into this role. And it was, and it's so true because we don't, we lack a lot of representation, even when we're, people don't even notice when we're watching, like, let's say, you know, you're doing your new hire orientation and you got to watch the safety video 
and it's usually or a, a sexual <laughs> harassment video and it's like always a white uh-huh. woman that's doing the introduction on this episode you will see that george and ben are not talking what do we do now? and it's like why is it that there's no like it's either from the 80s or 70s video and anything current you don't really see a good representation of yourself as a nurse. No, I mean, I mean, even I'm building like a website right now that has lots of like medical, like uh, medical specifics and I have to use images from medical. And do you want to hear something funny? All the white nurses were free that I could download, but the African-American <laughs> nurse, I had to purchase her because she was considered a rarity and it was like minority nurse. Wow. And I was just like, really? Like, so, I mean, honestly, my goal was to really change the face of healthcare. And so that when young black women look up career options for me, they see a brown woman that they can relate to. They see brown SRNAs and CRNAs. They see brown nurse practitioners. They see brown women who really represent them. Because if I looked up nurse at the age of 10 years old, living in South Philadelphia, like I'm like, oh, I can't be that. She doesn't look like me. And I don't want to be her, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's really cool because um, I'm planning a trip back to my um, my, my alma mater, my home by the sea, Hampton University. And uh, I got reached out to by the director of nursing who I've been reaching out to for two years. Um, But look at that. Really aware. Who's not really aware of, you know, the the impact of digital media Mm -hmm. and social media and what it can do. And the students have been telling her, well, we don't want to be like that. We want to be like Nurse Mo. Mm. And to me, that's like so dope. And it's like, that is like mission accomplished for me because it's like, I want these young women who are out there to understand that you can have fun in your career. You can travel in your career. You can be, remain your authentic self, but then you can have a really amazing, stable career. And then the possibilities are limitless. Like there was no way good for me to Google, oh, what are my options as a nurse? For me, yes. it was like higher education. I become a nurse practitioner. Exactly. And for me, I didn't, I didn't love school. I really, I actually despise school. I'll be really honest about mm-hmm. it. I, really, I consider myself to me to be more um, like a forward thinker rather than someone can, that can like read information and obtain it and like yeah. that's the end of it. I, I think of myself as a problem solver, yep. but um, I'm just not the best. I can barely spell. Um, you know, my grammar sucks. So Mm -hmm. the idea of writing papers over and over again, um, every day to be a nurse practitioner school to get out of school and then potentially still work for someone else was not really the wave and the move for me personally. Mm -hmm. But, um, a lot of times I've been getting like backlash from some people who don't really agree with that. Think they think I should be promoting higher education. And it's not that I'm not promoting it. It's just that that is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm showing, I would like to show people what the options are. So we'll probably talk about this later, but I'm building a platform for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that's, and that's, that's why this platform is here. So other nurses can hear, you know, nurses that are currently on the field, uh, student nurses and nurses are, or aspiring nurses that want to come into the field, they need to know that these are the kind of platforms they can go to to kind of hear what opportunities are out there. Because like you said, higher education isn't for everyone. You might have a passion and drive to do a certain thing. And the same thing with me, I I still struggle, like, and especially coming from a Nigerian background where uh, you need to have a higher degree because you're African. I'm like, why? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at, at what I'm doing now. But I really wanted to catch something that you threw in there on the sly. And uh, okay. I love how you mentioned that you failed the NCLEX. And oh, yeah, twice. Exactly. And that's, I want you to talk more about that because a lot of um, 
you know, sometimes people see you from the outside and they think, oh, wow, she has it all made. She's at this, you know, point where, you know, she has a lot of social media attraction. She has all this business and it's like, oh, she didn't have a, you know, people assume that you didn't struggle. You didn't go through something. Uh-huh. So to hear that you went through, like you had your challenges, you went through your failures and honey, I felt the NCLEX too. So we, we just a bunch of failures being awesome out here in these streets. <laughs> So tell me about that. Like, how did you feel? Because I know when I felt it, I felt alone. I felt like I, no one else ever told me they failed it. So I thought, man, I'm the only failure. I know no one else who ever failed. So let me just study my butt off and pass again. So what was like that? What was that season like for you? And how did you get past that failure even the second time? Um, so I want to talk to you real quick. So about just like, because you, you touched on something that like really like, resonated with me is that Mm -hmm. a lot of people see you where you are and they don't know where you've been through um, what you've been through. So that's one of the things that I speak about in like almost every engagement I ever have, because I think that people see the butterfly, but they don't see like the caterpillar that had to go through everything to get to the season that they're in. So like for the girls out there, women, um, men who are listening, I want you to know some things about me. Um, I failed my NCLEX twice. I've had my heart broken. I've been broke. I've been fired on spot. I've been almost homeless. Um, I failed my second semester of nursing school by one point. Um, I have been really, really broke (laughs) before. So, um, and there's a lot of different things. I've failed at a lot of things. So I just want to be really transparent and honest with you guys about that um, because it's all about how you come back from that. And that's why the key word resilient is so big for me. Um, So... I failed my NCLEX back in, I don't even know, girl. Okay, so I failed my NCLEX the first time, and this was like the kicker. Um, So I planned to move to Atlanta. I was going to school in Virginia, and it was back in 2010. So not only did I fail a semester of nursing school, causing me to stay an extra semester for six months, um, and I didn't get to walk with my graduating class. I had to walk a year later. Mm. Um, so that was like a, a major bummer. And not to mention girl Obama spoke at our graduation for my graduating oh. class and I had to miss that. And I got Bill Cosby for my graduation. <laughs> Sorry, but like that is not comfortable. That's so um, <laughs> I was so salty. And then I had to fly back and walk and I was like old and like thought I was super mature and like, it was not good. Yeah. So, okay. So that was a semester of nursing school. It cost me an extra Link around 13 grand or 20 grand because um, I was going to this really expensive HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got out of school, packed up all my things, prepared to move to Atlanta. Um, I passed my boards in December. I mean, I, I graduated school in December, like got my diploma, but had to come back and walk. Um, I planned to take my boards in February. I took my boards in February. Um, I did questions. I did a little preparing, failed my boards with 265 questions, mm. still moved to Atlanta, took a job as a CNA with an $80,000 BSN degree. I'm going to say that again. Wow. I took a job as a certified nursing assistant, a medical assistant, assistant with an $80,000 BSN degree. So I was a BSN, but I was not a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. So I took a job and I, and I worked as a waitress so I could pay my bills because the, you know, the medical assistant pay in Georgia it, on top of the, you know, the waitressing pay worked it out. And um, I studied a little more, but I still didn't take it seriously. So um, I took it again in Georgia and I was like, oh, okay, they really like, I, they, they're really serious about this test. So I'm a study, you know, I got me some note cards, called up a friend and we'd study like once a week, you know, mm-hmm. and I put my energy into it, but not 100%. So I took the test again in Georgia and I failed that test. So I was like, oh man, so they, this, this NCLEX thinks that I might kill somebody if I don't pass it. 
So I might need to get a little serious, you know, about this and really yeah. like really start studying. So I was like, I think I need to seek like professional help because I'm just not learning that well. And I had every excuse under the book, like under the sun, yeah. like uh, why the test was not set up right, why it was like everything was wrong with it. And I was just watching all my friends um, become registered nurses and, you know, get BMWs. And meanwhile, I'm driving my old Honda and I'm just working as a CNA with this $80,000 BSN degree. And I have to tell my job that I didn't pass my boards. And it was super devastating and embarrassing. And all the nurses tell me that they passed on 75 questions for the first time on the first try. So I felt <sighs> completely alone. And I felt like nobody related to me. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna get serious about this test because this test, um, if I don't, if I don't pass this test, they, the board of nursing thinks that I probably will kill somebody. So I'm gonna pass it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enrolled in Kaplan, the live review course. And I was really pissed because I uh, enrolled in it. And um, then they told me I couldn't take it in class. And I am the kind of person who needs to sit in class yes. and raise their hand. That's me, and girl. take notes. And like, I need you to literally speed it to me. I love YouTube videos now for learning. Like I wish when I was in college that it was more of a thing um, because like I can literally learn. I've learned how to code on YouTube. I've learned how to build websites. Like I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do it. That's me. uh, You got to show me. Yeah, you have to show me. And you know, in nursing school, they gave us a uh, hundred pages of slides and told us to read our big fat right? book and take notes. That's why I failed. Um, Dang. Yeah. Um, so I, I made all these excuses and I remember I had the best conversation with my dad um, of my life. And my dad um, is, I had, I had two conversations. So my dad was just like, invest in yourself. So you can, I was like, I really want to take this class, but it's $300. It was Kaplan and Clex Prep. And he was like, well, do you want to lose $300 or do you like, do you want to use $300 to be gainfully employed for the rest of your life? Or do you want to a- waste 80 grand? Mm, and I come said, mm, that sounds like a good idea. And then my grandfather, he was the captain of the no BS show. Okay. My <laughs> grandfather got rest his soul. Um, the first question he'll ask, he would ask you every time he would see you was why you ain't at work. That was the only question he always had for you. Um, it would be Sunday Christmas. And he's like, why you ain't at work? Wow. So I developed a really strong work, work ethic from him. Since I was 14, I had to like always had a job, a mm-hmm. full-time job, all in college, everything. So um, I told him about it. And um, I was just like, you know, he's like, well, why you ain't passing it? I don't understand. I'm like, you know, grandpa, you don't understand. Like, it's different than when you, he was like, no, nah, I do understand. Be excellent and stop making excuses. Whew. And that has stuck with me my entire Lord, life let me go ahead write that down and right now i have a team right now i have a team of four women and they are probably so tired of hearing be excellent uh for me uh like that we have to come better than that and then he also reminded me that i was black and that i needed to be better mm. and um so i enrolled in this class and i passed my boards got hired on the unit that i became a nurse and i decided that um got hired on the unit that i was a cna um and I worked as a nurse there for about a year before I transferred to ICU at another hospital. But I was really, I let all the new grads know, oh yeah, I, I failed my boards. I'm very open with it. Um, and, but I, I speak about resiliency, like academically, emotionally, physically, like, because human body is super resilient. We know that like, mm-hmm. as, as medical professionals, right? Like we can literally take a bullet and live, right? We can get hit by cars and live. So mm-hmm. like our spirit can do the exact thing. Um, so for me, I wanted to talk about resiliency, you know, going through this and the capability to like to overcome that. So later on in life, um, 
just to talk about re- resiliency and how life comes in circle in the circle for you. Uh, I was speaking at this conference, one of my very sp- first speaking engagements about two years ago. And, um, I walked up to the Kaplan booth and I was like, Hey, you guys are amazing. I passed my boards for you all, uh, through you all. And like, you guys are super dope. Um, here's my car, check me out on Instagram and like my social, I have a website and they were like, Oh, we don't use influencers. Oh, that's not really what we use. And we don't pay people to do our marketing and things like that. I was like, okay, just check me out and let me know. Um, within three months, I became the first digital influencer for Kaplan Inc. Plex Prep. The first influencer. Yes, I'm through. So, I mean, so, so sometimes being very open about not passing, not, not being perfect and being Mm -hmm. transparent will actually make you more successful in the long run. And I think the more, the the more people who open up and know, you know, I, I did struggle with this. I did struggle with that. I did, I did fail that. The more acceptable it'll be to not be perfect and the less pressure that we all will have, you know? And, um, but regardless of it all, from what I learned from it was to be excellent, like really be excellent and really give your hundred, like give what you plan to get back. If I wanted to pass my NCLEX, I needed to give a hundred percent. I was not taking the time to study as much as I should be. And now I speak to a lot of women all over and um, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to pay $300 or I don't want to, because I swear by doing an online or live review course to pass. And I really don't believe that you're serious about passing your boards until you invest in it, right? Yes. And these are women who are, these are young ladies who are reaching out to me, you know, and they have the new sneakers and the bundles and the Gucci bags. And I'm Hello. like, oh, girl, if you don't drop, put it on a credit card. It isn't an, it, it isn't an, like, people need to start viewing their careers as investment. As an investment. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, I... But yeah, I wish there was someone who was like, yeah, girl, I failed my boards. And I would have felt... A, a little bit better, better, right? Exactly. And as you're talking, it's like you literally are a mirror of what I went through. And the same things like failing, you know, out of nursing school and then going to another program and failing the boards and not having... Um, not having anyone to share that with and not knowing how to get through that. And you're absolutely right. Funny enough, I had to invest in myself as well. I went ahead and, and purchased the Kaplan Live class, sat my butt in the front row, raised my hand, recorded our conversations. I, you know, and I remember I, I posted about this, about, you know, learn, know how you learn. Because if you don't mm-hmm. know yourself, if you don't know your abilities and, and what your challenges are, you, you will struggle and in nursing and kind of almost in life, you know? And, and I think that's why I've always, I was always difficult with learning too, because if you pay attention on how some of the school system is taught, it is with slides and someone standing there and talking all day long. And I have like either childhood or adult ADD where it's like, if you are not having me physically participate in this conversation, if you don't have me doing hands-on, if you don't have another way of explaining this to me, I will not, it will not register at all. And if you know that's your learning ability, you really got to invest in yourself, know yourself. And, and like you said, you know, go be excellent, go invest in yourself, go to these sessions, pay a little bit extra, but at the end of the day, it's for your benefit. So I really like that you highlighted that because I'm just like, what? Let the church say amen. Amen. But you want to know the amazing thing that I, I tell people all the time? Come on. When your patients have you, right? When you become that nurse mm-hmm. um, and you work on the floor in the ICU, your patients don't give a damn how many times you pay, fail the ankle. At all. They want to know, do you got your allotted, their Benadryl, four blankets, and are you comparable? Like, are you 
capable of taking care of me if something happened. That is their patients it. don't care, their family members don't care, none of that. So, that so why should it. you? You know what? One yeah. of uh, a nursing teacher actually said this one thing. She was probably the only one that I actually can say in my lifetime that actually made sense because everybody else was just doing the extra. But she said, when you graduate and you take your boards, they're not going to see 3.4 GPA, summa cum laude, da 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 RN. They're going to see RN. Whether you made a 74 and you barely made it or you made a 100, you're all going to be RN. You're all on a playing field. So I used to get so annoyed when people were like, yeah, I graduated this. I mean, granted, look, I'm happy for you. But when they start throwing it in your face, making you feel bad, like, oh, you made a C, you barely made it through the class. Look, that C in my eye is an A. I made it, okay? <laughs> like, I pressed <laughs> through. So don't come with me with all that. But um, girl, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't even know which angle to go. So right now, I really want to talk about the resilient nurse, this platform. You talk about a lot of these social engagements that you do. And let me tell you, when I was like dig. I was researching a lot. I mean, I've gone to a lot of conferences for national organizations and stuff like this, but I think this is probably the first time. No, I don't think. I know this is the first time I've ever heard in our nursing field that we have people who are actually doing social events and networking, bringing a platform where we can come together. So I want you to tell me about that. The resilient nurse, what do you do on the side, the kind of the, um, the, the gatherings that you say you have and what are they um, imposed of and how often do you have them? All right. So I want to talk to you about how it's been, but I really would prefer to talk to you about how it's going. Mm, um, but it's a mix it. of the two. So the resilient nurse um, was created by me because, you know, lack of diversity in our field mm-hmm. and just lack of representation for young, like, I mean, like ageism, colorism, all the things that we would deal with in our profession. Um, so I wanted to just create networking events where women could come and, um, and men, I always have one or two men there and they're always amazing and they always really love it. Uh, Aww. so I'm partnered with so my resilient nurse events. Um, so we'll talk about those. Um, my resilient nurse events have been amazing. Um, last, like over the last six months, I did a six city speaking tour and a lot of it was partnered with, um, a travel nurse company, um, by the name of Emerald health services. I worked with them as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and they saw that I was bringing them a lot of nurses because I actually like them as a travel nurse agency. Oh, and, good. uh, because of our relationship, they decided to start a whole ambassador program, which was really, really dope. So what I do with them is, um, we make, we do, we used to do free events and now the events I require people to pay because I feel like if people are getting an energy exchange, getting free stuff, getting to speak, all that, Mm -hmm. we should at least give that money to charity, a local charity. Um, so what I do with these events is they're all over. Um, my next one is in Los Angeles. Following that, I have one in Houston, Texas. Yeah. I've never, I've never been to Houston. So I'm really excited. That's my home city. I was raised there. Yeah. I have following that I have one in the Bay Area, but last year was really amazing. We did um, we did New York, we did uh, we did New York, we did Los Angeles, we did Philly, uh, we did Atlanta, like we did a lot. So um, that was really like th- this past six months we did a lot. So these events are really amazing because what um, what I used to do was have people come. We would uh, I would give a speech. We would network and allow time for. Um, allow time for a Q and a, um, and the way that I would allow networking is I would have every person introduce themselves. Now these events have gotten too big for every person to introduce themselves. I, uh, the events used to be around 50 to 75 people. Now they're growing between 150 and 200. And that's only because we shut 
it off at a certain level. Um, and they're open to nurses from the resilient nurse side. They're open mm-hmm. to pretty much anyone in the healthcare industry that is like interested in expanding their career, whether it be their LPN and they're interested in becoming an RN, whether they be an RN um, becoming a BS, like becoming a BSN, vice versa, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in the medical field, you can come and what I mix is just, uh, you know, basic information about resiliency, sharing my story, um, along with a Q&A and um, allowing people to really open up about their personal stories and their mm. personal struggles. And it creates a really safe space. I know this sounds bad, but one of the, my favorite things about my events is someone always cries. And I know that sounds crazy. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, it's like why I love that someone always cries. That means that some person is comfortable enough around me and 150 people that we created an environment that's safe for them to share their stories and open up and cry. Like, that's wow. a big deal. That's you know, beautiful. and nurses are tough people. Yeah. Like, we're tough people. Like, I, I bagged up. I, I mean, I've, I've dealt with at least 40 patient deaths in my career, and I've cried three times since I became an RN. Wow. So I like, for someone to cry at our events is a big deal, but we just talk about the things that, um, you know, are going on and like opportunities in nursing. And I always require everyone to leave with at least three contacts that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that the events have grown so much, uh, I decided to open up my panel, um, open up my events. So instead of making it all about me and all about nurse Mo and what she's doing, like, I don't need all that shine. That's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give my speech, and I decided to open it up to women who are interested in it. So for New York, with this was my first time trying this out. I hand-selected a few women who were really amazing. I mean, one was a student nurse, uh, student. one was a cardiac nurse practitioner. We had a labor and delivery nurse. We had someone who, like, just all various aspects of, of healthcare, yeah. um, nurse, nursing healthcare. Um, and they were all black women. <laughs> so, oh, um, I, I specifically chose all black women, um, just because it was my first time doing that. And it, what I loved about it was it gave me the opportunity to share knowledge that number one, I don't have, and I can't Google because it's not going to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And then it gave someone else the opportunity to share their platform. And now every one of these women who were at this event, who were kind of on the verge of starting a blog, YouTube channel, something like that or had one, now they're going hard with it. So I love that. And then it gave these women who want to be a nurse practitioner, and I'm not, and I can't provide that information with them, a mentor, someone someone else to look up to. Mm-hmm. So now they have a plethora of women for that. So where I'm going with the resilient nurse events for the future, for the Los Angeles, um, Houston, Texas, is to just bring on more people who are uh, in the nursing realm, but doing really cool, uh, like original things or yeah. just really original things to them that I can't offer. Yeah. So, um, so what that kind of did was inspire me to open up my brand ambassador program for the resilient nurse. And that is launching this um, August. Oh my gosh, it's almost August. Girls, August next week. Um, Can you imagine? Mm. Girl. Um, So what that is going to allow is um, we we selected, uh, me and my team selected uh, around 30 nurse uh, brand ambassadors that are all different specialties. Some are nursing students um, where they're going to share content across our digital platforms, our YouTube, our Instagram, our Facebook, which is all already built. The following is already there for them. And they can share their blogs, their knowledge, their videos with 
our following of 42,000 followers, our email list of 5,000 people um, so that they can grow their platforms because they have really valuable information, but that's not so always dope. the audience for that. Yeah. That's so um, that's where we're going with the resilient nurse. And for, I'm actually deciding to um, kind of step away from the resilient nurse and allow these amazing women and amazing men who have been representing my brand and building it for me for so many years, just by commenting, you know, responding, writing advice, like doing all these things that they do. Um, I'm allowing them to kind of be the forefront of that platform. And I just want to be the owner of it and oversee everything. And for I am nurse Mo, that is my personal brand. And I'll continue to do traveling engagements, speaking engagements, develop merchandise, um, and do entrepreneurial stuff. Uh, so I just think that I've kind of, I'm in, in a weird space right now with my nursing profession. Um, I'm working one day a week in the ICU and I, I'm not going to say I still love it cause I don't. And I'm going to be really honest about that. Um, I like my job and I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel that I'm very passionate about it anymore. I really like being at home at my laptop creating. And I like sitting at the beach by the water reading and like thinking about my next step. I love talking with the, my brand ambassadors, my influencers, my team. I love building, you know, curriculum for new events and webinars, but being at the bedside for me does not really serve me that much anymore. And before I get to a space where I don't like, I'm miserable being there. Cause I'm not there yet. I'm super chipper. Cause it's my mm-hmm. one day and I'm just like, okay, this is my one day. Let me <laughs> just keep this, you know, keep this popping. But, um, you know, I really want to find what my realm of nursing is going to be like what my contribution to healthcare will be. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, uh, actually doing some soul searching right now. Is it going to be higher education? Is it going to be, you know, volunteer work? Like what is my thing going to be? And, um, instead of doing what us nurses normally do, um, is getting online and applying to a bunch of jobs. Yeah. I know that's not the answer because that's just going to ca- serve as a distraction, you know, for yeah. my brand that I have a lot going on. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of being really open to see what, my contribution for like in the actual medical field will be um, other than like all the written publications that I'll like be overseeing from all the brand ambassadors, other than digital content, other than speaking engagements. I want to know like what on patient care will I want to do? So that's like, you know, everybody's kind of figure some figuring something out. And that is definitely something I'm trying to figure out. And that is your new season. And, and, um, and that's the thing I, I, I admire that you're even sharing this and being so transparent with us because just like in life, you have those seasons, you know, you have your single seasons, your dating season, you're married, your kids, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. The same thing in your nursing field, you know, your nursing career can shift. It can change. You can have new desires, new to pa- um, new passions. You want to experience a different unit, a different field in your career. You can do that. And I, it's just amazing how you still feel like you're trying to figure out how to impact the healthcare. What you're doing now is something I've never heard of. And it's something I've always been searching for. And it, it took me doing this podcast and connecting with a couple other women to find you. And I'm like, wait, what? Someone's actually doing the things that I've always been wondering, why isn't anyone doing? Who is this female? I got to know her. I need to like, it's amazing. So as you continue this journey and you're searching, I want you to know what you're doing is definitely impacting patient care. And let me tell you why, because you are, you are creating a new field of nurses that are coming through inspired to continue to strive for their goals. Those that have failed the NCLEX, like me, like you, those that have failed nursing school, like me, like you, you are still empowering them and 
having more empowered nurses in hospitals or in um, in the private sector or even in the community is what's going to help our patients. Because, you know, we got a shortage going on. Everybody knows that. But, you know, being able to appeal to the community, showing that there's so many different chapters of a nurse. It's not just at the bedside and it's not just, you know, uh, a certain race. You know what I mean? So, Technically, what you're yeah. doing is impacting. Oh, I just felt, thank you so, so much. That just made me like that. Just made me warm and fuzzy because, Good. and I don't really get. I'm tough. I don't really get warm and fuzzy, girl. <laughs> you, but you but that was good. that was really. But but that was like that was really um, that was really 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 helpful. Thank you because I like you know I think as nurses we I think I think my grandfather ruined me and helped me with the be excellent mm-hmm. because it was like you know it's like you always are striving for more and um but I, when we started our brand ambassador program is very new and like we're trying it out I kind of didn't realize what I was doing like and I still kind of don't and that like people were like we sent out a, I wanted to be like the way I do things is like I like to be legitimate and official with everything yes. and it annoys my team like it just annoys them and I, I they they are like they know that I'm going to be like nope let's let's redo it let's do this right but you know they these people are like these are we're dealing with 35 educated people mm-hmm. so we need to send them contracts we need to send them influencer yep. contracts we need to send them patients they need to know what they're getting out of this yeah. how do they benefit what is the length of time so when I sent these things to people and they sent me back questions, I jumped into every person and like responded to them. And the feedback that I was getting from each person was so amazing that they were like, you know, I'm just really grateful that you're doing this. And like, I, I, it kind of gave me chills to, to realize that so many people are grateful for opportunity to grow. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, it's really an amazing thing to be able to provide that. And I'm just, I'm honestly happy, happy that I'm going to tell you what uh, uh, kind of inspired this real quick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Girl, so, do I? Um, Come on. Girl, I was at this seminar that was extremely ca- Caucasian and you know, I um they actually didn't want to allow me to speak or whatever, but uh because I didn't they didn't they want to make sure I would be okay. And oh, um, we all know my, that like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. um I found the owner of um well, I found the marketing director for this very prestigious um publication that is kind of the hub of nursing. You'll get an idea of who it is, but mm-hmm. I won't, like, you never bash anybody. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like, you know, you I really like, you guys have a presence on social. Like I really like, like you have an amazing platform, but it's not utilized by like, by people. And like, do you use influencers? And they were just like, well, not really, you know, um, we're building all this new stuff and blah, 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 blah. So, um, I was just like, oh, okay, well, um, I would love to help you. And I, this was me offering to, to do this, like, for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, you know, what have you ever thought about like giving out solicited advice where these, this advice is coming from experts that who are nurses where we can actually attach a face to a name. This is just me dropping all these gems. The woman could not even, she was just like, you are just so cute and your hair, like Stop. I'm not understanding. Stop. And, um, oh. and, uh, uh, she was just like, she, so I basically put her oh, on to like, a, you know, high level marketing game. And she, she asked to touch my hair. Like that was her response. Wow. So I was like, I'm never going to be taken serious by this company. So I should build my idea myself. Yeah. And, um, it's really expensive and time consuming, but it, I think in the long run, it'll be worth it. And, um, for me, when I started my brand, the resilient nurse, I never asked myself, how am I going to monetize all of this? That's the crazy thing. I never yes. said that. And, 
and I never said that. And then I, it, it ended up coming to me how I ended up being monetizing off of it. And with this brand ambassador program, it's actually going to cost me money. But for me personally, having that wealth of knowledge out there, that'll pay for itself in mm-hmm. the long run. It's an investment. So, um, I, yeah, and I always just look at it away as like, um, have you read The Science of Getting Rich? Uh, I No, but I've heard that book is really good. It's really hard to read, but basically you are supposed to, the concept of selling products, you know, your blogs, like whatever you put out there, it's supposed to be worth way more than what you sell it for, right? Mm-hmm. So people are going to be, never go to a sale and like you leave with this shirt and you're like, oh my God, this shirt was like only fit, like only $20 and it is worth 200 and I'm killing it. So that's how all of your customers, clients, readers, everyone, they're supposed to feel when they leave your you know, your website, your podcast, whether it's free, you know, or whether like they're supposed to feel that they got more for it than what they paid. Yeah. So um, that's my concept when creating content uh, and creating, you know, platforms for people. So I'm, I'm really excited for what this is going to grow into. And I'm excited for people like you who create these spaces for us to have, you know, un, like, can't, you know, these really free conversations where we can discuss this stuff that isn't in our textbook. At all. Or isn't at the no. conferences. You know, not everyone can afford no, to go to a conference, not. especially if you're a nursing student. You, you already broke. No, you can't. And then you're a new grad. You're already extra broke. And usually the people oh, that yeah. send to the conferences are usually higher ups or high levels or C-suites that go on mini vacations. And then you get, and then you get to there. those conferences and it's like, I can't relate to this. At so all. I wanted to, Yeah. So with my, like when people like... When people come to our conferences, they're a little, they're a little taken back because I mean, we're playing Cardi B in the background. Like, I mean, you know, like there's time to dance. It's to the group that you're actually, I mean, I'm sorry, but we, we were not there when Nightingale started all this. Can we not continue that kind of like generate, like it's a new, it's a new millennium. It's a new generation. It's a new way of learning and innovative styles. So yeah, I agree. Like I would go to conferences and I'm, I know I'm supposed to learn but you're still teaching me like the way I learned in class. So I'm bored yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, exactly. And everybody that's on the, on the, on the stage is definitely been in nursing for 60 years or plus. I think this guy's about to fall out and probably go into cardiac arrest, but y'all <laughs> exactly. tend to have them every year. So I agree, girl, I, I'm hands off to you and what you're doing. And it's kind of weird because it's like the nursing profession is so behind like tech is like they get it. Like they're they're doing like uh, even the company that I'm partner with. Uh, they they bring in snakes and tarantulas and all this stuff for their core values, and they're doing all this really innovative stuff. And I'm like, nurses do not. They do not do this for nursing all. education. At it's, all. it's not interesting. It's really we get bad. Uh, we get a dusty snack or a dusty meal on <laughs> Nurses Week, and probably like an old gym bag, and then that's it. And that's that's for the whole gotcha. year. You get recognized for five seconds and that's it. And it's like, okay, you're wondering why we're burnt out. You're wondering why, you know, um, a, there's a high turnover. You need to reassess how you are, you know, including us in this transformation of healthcare because healthcare is changing. Now nursing needs to catch up because we have like mm-hmm. telehealth. We have like, you know, we have so many, hello, technology and healthcare is just colliding into a big boom right now. And it's amazing. But yet, we don't have nurses prepared for that. And it, it's, no. it's crazy. But like I said, I'm, I'm just hats off to what you're doing. And I feel like I'm a newbie because I'm like, man, this, this nurse, no, she's doing, dang. like, do y'all know about her? Girl, I feel like I, I need to go ahead and tell the world about you. And that's why I'm so glad you're <laughs> please here. Do, please do, bring me more. Platform because it's, re- it's, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, so I 
sat up with my husband all night, like, babe, there's really a, like, she's out here doing, look at this. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. Something I've always talked about. And I had no idea it existed. I had no idea there was networking events for nurses like me that, you know, not every single time you knew about these conferences that for national levels, you know, what about us and local And you want to have a cocktail. And you yes. want to have a cocktail. Yes. I mean, we do. I mean, I do. I do some really wild stuff like nurses week last year. Uh, we rented out a home and Ho- well, this year we rented out a home in Hollywood Hills. Right. And had a pool party for nurses and brunch. And like we literally just played games and hung out because I was like, you know, I just feel like they don't want to learn. It's nurses week. Like, let them kick it. And, chill. Um, and it's just like, mm. yeah. So I mean, it's just like. It, it was real. Like I'm really grateful because I, I've gotten um, I've gotten partner with an amazing company that invests in me a lot. Um, so it's allowed me to kind of dibble and dabble to find out what works for me on someone else's budget, which is mm. really nice. God um, is good, you know. And 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 keep my own vision. So I really am grateful for them for being so supportive of me and allowing me to keep my own voice. Um, because I, I know they know. Because I was like, um, when we first started working together, I was like, I'm really pro black. Did you guys know that? They were like, Oh no, we had no idea. Like joking <laughs> around. So you know, um, but it's it's nice. It's um, for people who are out there that want to start a platform. It's really important, like to to uh, like you can't really do it all yourself. You can't always afford it all yourself. Yeah. So it's really good and to. Uh, I mean, I had that mindset in, in, the, in the beginning where I was like, I don't want anybody touching my stuff and I don't want anybody. Yeah. Like, you need you help. Do. You can't do it all yourself. Teamwork, so, make the dream work. Know, it does. Man, I, I feel like I can have this coffee talk with you all <laughs> night well, long. Coffee, I got wine in my cup. Girl, you're already lit. I'm trying to get there. So, um, <laughs> I like I said, I am so honored that you're here on our episode tonight and I, I appreciate your time. And And before we wrap up, I really want you to be able to speak to my audience. Um, and, and what advice would you give someone who, you know, wants to pursue nursing or wants or has an idea like you did and don't know where to start? Like, what advice would you would you give that person? Okay. So, number one, get to know yourself. Like, that's the first thing. Um, I waited 27 years to get to know myself, so I was really late. It's not too late. Um, spend time alone. Um, figure out what moves you, what makes you happy, what makes you get out of bed in the morning and what makes you tick. If you can't figure out those things, start by what pisses you off and makes you really upset and move away from that. Um, getting to know yourself is really, really hard for what you require. Um, that'll ultimate, like you can't learn how to start a career, launch a business, do anything until you know you and what you require. Right. So, um, I'm really crazy and do really like long 10 day vacations alone. And my partner is okay with that. Um, you may not be that extreme, but maybe an hour a day where you sit and um, sit at home and read or, you know, go for a walk and spend time with you and figure that out. Um, I'm not talking about you going to do self care, get massages and nail salon. I mean, really getting to know you and mm. figuring that out. Um, I'm actually launching a webinar next week on August 1st called, um, finding your purpose, like tapping into your purpose and discovering mm. your purpose. Um, and it's not a simple thing. It's, um, it's, it's a webinar and an e-guide that I'll be launching that on. And um, it'll be available on the resilientnurse.com and iamnursemo.com. So that'll be really helpful for you. Read, really just get to know yourself. Then that will help you tap into your purpose and figure out what is for you. Um, for nursing, um, starting a brand, anything, um, you start by starting, you get your, you get your butt up, you get your butt out of bed and you make one, take one step and 
in front of the other and make moves. So um, a lot of people tell me, um, I want to start a brand. I want to start a YouTube. I want to start a blog. And I'm like, okay, let me see your videos. And they're like, well, I haven't done any yet. Why are you talking to me? Why are you wasting my time? When there are thousands, there, there's millions of user, users on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, like whatever, that are all putting out content every single day. Yeah. I mean, my first video sucked. Like I had an iPhone and I was holding it up and now I have people who want to film me. So like you get better over, I mean, seriously, yeah, like yeah. You, have, you get better over time. So like, and I mean, and, and it also teaches me like, if I still need to do an iPhone video, I can make it shake. You Hello? know what I'm saying? So, so, um, and I'm sure your first podcast was not to this quality, you know, Girl, you figured out it was a hot mess, but you, but you started, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the other thing is to believe in yourself. You are your biggest supporter, you're your biggest fan. Um, you know, you, you are, you are your support system at the end of the day. So yeah. if you don't believe in yourself, how can you interview and think someone's going to hire you? Yeah. They don't believe in you either. So I don't know if you got to meditate, you know, write positive affirmations to yourself, call yourself a queen, call yourself a bad B, whatever moves you and makes you tick. Give yourself that and brainwash yourself into positively into believing that you can do it. Um, and when I say brainwash yourself, I mean reading positive affirmations, reading, reading positive books, maybe turning off social media, maybe only following inspiring channels for a little yes. while. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is two things. Don't compare yourself to other people because that's a disservice to yourself. Mm. Okay, God created you uniquely and he didn't make any mistakes. All right. Mm. So you cut me comparing, I could say, oh my God, Toby has this really dope podcast. Like, why don't I have a podcast? Or she could, you could say, you know, you have this really cool platform going on. Why don't I have that? Because our gifts are unique to us and we exactly. should walk in our, our lane. I mean, in our, in our, in our, um, no, in your lane is right. Girl, walk in your lane. In your lane. But I don't like to use the word lane because there's so many untapped and uncreated lanes. Okay. I get um, that. that yeah, um, yeah. You know, this podcast a couple of years ago, like, or like, you know, like what we would have thought of this, that this was not a lane. You could yeah. stay in this. So You're like creating right. your own lane. Last thing is pick something to believe in, a higher power. It doesn't have to be religion, anything. And believe in that mm-hmm. and trust that because faith is like very important. You need to have trust in the unknown and believing that something is there that those times where you broke, where you didn't study hard enough for the mm-hmm. test, you need something to push you through. You need something. Um, faith has brought me a lot further and grace has brought me a lot further than hustling, work ethic, my street smarts or book smart ever have. So I would definitely say to believe in something. Um, and that's like the final thing that you really need to do is to just trust your higher power um, and just believe in something. Um, it doesn't have to be a specific religion. It could just be spiritual. Faith is just believing in the unknown and knowing that it's there for something that's not tangible. So um, those are my things that I would say that you need to be successful as a nurse or an entrepreneur. It doesn't really matter. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. There were so many gems dropped. And if you want to reach me or hit me up, feel free to contact me through my email at tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Again, that's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Feel free to follow me on Instagram or slide me a DM. That's at toby.talks. Again, IG, toby.talks. I also got Twitter, like everybody else. So feel free to hit me up. And my Twitter is this is Toby Talks. I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. And remember, I'm rooting for you. So go out there and be great. Till next time, talk to you later.